Hi. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so glad that you're here. I had kind of a uh, heavy work day after a really bad night with the kids last night, so I'm just... Really, I'm ready to go to sleep, and I'm sure that I will do that mere seconds after filling out the show notes tonight. Um, But I wanted to still be here and just kind of embrace this discipline, kind of like last night I committed to uh, carving out some time to do my yellow book work for my ACA recovery, and um, I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing this space as well, so kind of a longer reading tonight, um, but that's okay. Um, don't know if I'll do it all three times, maybe just twice. I don't, I don't think I've ever read it twice, but we'll see about doing it that way tonight. And, um, yeah, so take a deep breath. Maybe close your eyes as we get ready to spend time with Jesus. And take off your shoes, for the place where you are is holy. Immediately, when they had come out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. He came and took her by the hand and raised her up. The fever left her immediately, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by demons. All the city was gathered together at the door. He healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. He didn't allow the demons to speak, because they knew him. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, he rose up and went out and departed into a deserted place and prayed there. Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They found him and told him, Everyone is looking for you. He said to them, Let's go elsewhere into the next town, so that I may preach there also, because I came for this reason. He went into their synagogues all throughout Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you want to, you can make my... me clean. Being moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I want to be made clean. When he had said this, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was made clean. He strictly warmed him and immediately sent him out and said to him, see that you say nothing to anybody, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded for a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it much, and to spread about the matter, so that Jesus could no more openly enter into a city, but was outside in desert places. People came to him from everywhere. Where does your attention go in this reading? Mine goes to, she served them, cast out many demons, departed into a deserted place and prayed there early in the morning, 
Everyone is looking for you. Let's go elsewhere. I want to be made clean. (sighs) Don't show yourself... uh, Oh, say nothing to anybody, but go show yourself to the priest. And people came to him from everywhere. What connection did you make to this reading? (sighs) I've talked a little bit about maybe needing to start getting up early to record this to kind of make it an intention, but uh, I don't like early. So we'll see, but that was kind of a mini connection. Um, You know, and I was just thinking narratively about how Say nothing to anybody, but show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded. Well, it's not, I mean, there's, there's like, this isn't a private religious kind of space and world. And so if you showed up holding the things for cleansing, like people would have noticed, people would have known. And it's not like the priest is not going to tell anyone. I don't think they had confidentiality laws that they were following, so, I don't know, it's like, don't talk about what everybody knows, which, as I say it out loud that way, kind of sounds like family secret-ish, which ACA says is a problem, but, I don't know, it just was interesting to think about that. And then there's the, everyone is looking for you, people came to him from everywhere. I don't know. I think maybe it's just that my, when I was in weekly therapy um, before COVID, At one point I was describing this thing that had happened and my therapist said to me, oh yeah, well that's the double bind of the hero child is you you find all your value and meaning in jumping in and saving the day for other people. But you resent them for making you have to jump in and save the day. And later on I kind of came to my own what I described as the double bind of the lost child, which is that you hide from everyone and you want them to come find you, but you're not telling anyone that you're hiding, and so you're angry at them for not coming to find you. Everyone is looking for you. Well, who's looking for me? And how do I tell them that I want them to look for me, and how do I make it okay that they came to look for me only because I told them I wanted to? If they really loved me, wouldn't they come and find me without being prompted? If they really loved me, wouldn't they be able to read my mind? the cycle my mind goes in and I know it's not healthy but it's there 
So tonight, I guess we can just name it, put it out there, listen to it, hold it, welcome it. And that can be enough. I'm hiding. I'm hiding. This final time as we read, what intention do you imagine do you hold for yourself now that we've read and reflected on this passage together? Immediately when they had come out of the synagogue, they came into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever and immediately they told him about her. He came and took her by the hand and raised her up, and the fever left her immediately, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by demons. All the city was gathered together at the door. He healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. He didn't allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, he rose up and went out and departed into a deserted place and prayed there. Simon and those who were with him searched for him. They found him and told him, everyone is looking for you. He said to them, let's go elsewhere into the next towns that I may preach there also, because I came out for this reason. He went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. A leper came to him begging him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you want to, you can make me clean. Being moved with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I want to be made clean. When he had said this, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was made clean. He strictly warned him and immediately sent him out, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anybody. But go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing the things which Moses commanded, for a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it much, and to spread about the matter, so that Jesus could no more openly enter into a city, but was outside in desert places. People came to him from everywhere. What intention do you hold for yourself, having read and reflected on this passage together? For me, I kind of had two, and the first one was interesting about not allowing the demons to speak because they knew him, right after I narrated out loud some of my own demons, and I just wonder, I don't know, I guess I don't know where to draw the line between, um being honest about my faults and foibles, my needs and insecurities, naming them out loud, does that make them more real or does it reduce their power over me? If I don't let my demons speak, if I ignore them, if I repress them, then they're acting on me without my awareness. But if I do let them speak, 
when I'm listening to them and not to love, then I'm hiding the parts of me that need help from other people. So I don't know. I don't know. The other part was just thinking about came to him, begging him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you want to, you can make me clean. And wondering, I've talked, I know, before about healing and healing ministry and laying on of hands, and I just wonder, you know, for all this, this person doesn't know that Jesus is God. Maybe they intuit it or they sense it somehow, but I don't know. What would it be if we just walked up to people we thought were holy who had power in our lives and begged them to make us clean? Would it change us? Would we have to name our demons to them? As I look forward to my fourth and fifth step in the the upcoming next few weeks. So I I don't know. I guess I'm just going to think about that and maybe... Talk about it with my sponsor tomorrow. Is it better to name these things or let them be quiet? Is it better to work on them or with other people or just try to be yourself? I don't know. And that's okay. Oh dear. My youngest likes to play with my Book of Common Prayer, so he takes my bookmarks out of it, and now my collect is not marked, so I'll have to flip through and find it. Epiphany, first Sunday after Epiphany, here we go. Father in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, Grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, friends, for you have within you, for you are the light of God, the light of the world always.